Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is NFL Nuts. Sunday with Ryan Hannibal, Kirk Minahan, Rich Keith, and Christian Fourier. The ultimate football podcast. Let's get started with NFL Nuts. Sunday. Now here's Ryan Hannibal. Welcome back to the Not Sunday Podcast. This is the first episode of the offseason, and with the NFL Combine right around the corner, we figured to to take a deep dive into some of these prospects and potential Patriots, and no better guest to have than the NFL Network's Daniel Jeremiah. Daniel, thanks for joining me. Well, happy to be here. What's going on? This must be a pretty exciting time of the year for you. Know you you are pretty pretty in depth with these prospects and like to you know take a deep dive into it. Is this, is this really the, the best time of the year for you? I enjoy it. It's like you know, if you if you love watching football players, um, I, I end up getting through a little over 400 guys every year. So it's like I get 400 little presents uh, I get to open, and you're learning about these guys, and you're going to get to talk about them uh, for the next couple months. So I'm kind of right in the middle of that. I'm about the halfway point in terms of guys. I think I've got 200 players watched right now. Uh, with a, with 200 more to go, so it's uh, it's a lot of work, but I love it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's, let's get right into it. What's the the deepest position in this draft? With the deepest position in this draft, I think you could probably say it in just about every draft that we're going to have that we've had the last five years and we'll continue to have is, is wide receiver. Um, I don't think we have the top talent, but the college team just produces so many wide receivers. So I would say in terms of draftable, graded players, um, it would be the wide receiver position. But I, I think this is one of the deeper quarterback groups we've had. We've talked about that. Uh, running back is solid again. I think corner is good. Uh, so it's a it's a it's a pretty good draft for the skill positions this year. Mm-hmm. Speaking of quarterbacks, you know, looking from from this from a Patriots perspective, do you think it's reasonable that they could potentially get a franchise quarterback after, say, the top half of the first round? Yeah, I mean, look, they, the uh, there's been several guys over the last seven eight years, several you know starting quarterbacks, Pro Bowl caliber quarterbacks that have been found outside the first round. So. Yeah, you can always say there's there's the potential of that guy being there. It's the, the challenge is identifying who it is. Um, you know, I think there's a, there's a couple really intriguing players that, that aren't going to go in the first round. Kyle Laletta from Richmond is, is a good one. Um, you look at Luke Falk. Uh, I don't think Mason Rudolph will go in the first round. I, I think you kind of look at those three names right there. Uh, Mike White is another one outside the first round. So uh, there's some intriguing players there. But, again, I mean, look, it's hard, it's hard to, to hit on a Pro Bowl quarterback in the top ten 
uh, the odds are even longer when you go for one outside the first round or if you're picking uh, where the Patriots are always picking in the first round, which is at the very bottom. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're the Patriots, do you, I mean, obviously they have other needs besides, you know, a quarterback, but do you think in order to get a potential successor to Tom Brady, they need to take a quarterback in, in the first round or maybe their first pick in the second round? Or do you think, you know, they could wait until, you know, maybe the third or, or even later than that? I think you can wait. I think they've had pretty good luck um, look over the last few years in the second and third round. So I, I would, if I were them, I don't think I would be taking one in the first round. Um, but I, I think in, in you know one of those second round picks or the third round, I think that's a good opportunity to spend one of those three on the, on a guy. Um, so then it just comes down to how much conviction and how high of a grade you have on them. Uh, if you've got the grade, I'd have no problem with them uh, taking one with their earlier second round pick. Uh, that would uh, that would make some sense to me. And I think the guy. I think he's just going to continue to keep climbing. Um, he's the MVP of the Senior Bowl with Kyle Lalletta from Richmond. I just think that's a name you got to keep an eye on and remember as we go forward. Yeah, speaking of him, he's gotten a lot of comparisons to Jimmy Garoppolo already, just playing you know, at, at a school like Richmond and, and just some of the things that he does. I think they have the same career completion percentage. There's just a lot of comparisons being made. Is there a guy in the NFL right now that you can compare him to? Yeah, it's funny. You know, the uh, When I saw him live for the first time, I, I thought, okay, he kind of reminds me of he kind of reminds maybe a little bit of a souped-up version of Drew Stanton. Um, you know, and so Drew Stanton has is, is started games in the league. He's been in the NFL for a long time now, coming out of uh, Michigan State. And the more I watch him, I think, okay, he's a little bit better version uh, than that. He, but just in terms of – I don't think he has one particular skill, one skill in, in, or one trait that is going to blow you away with, you know, size, arm strength, athletic ability, uh, accuracy, all that stuff. I think he's – He's he's just solid. He's just really really good across the board. I think Garoppolo had a little bit more pop on the ball coming out. Um, just a little bit more twitch overall as a, as a player in his lower half. I, I don't think he's quite the athlete from that standpoint that uh, that Jimmy was. But uh, there are some similarities in there, and that there's no there's no discernible weakness either. Mm. What what about Luke Fogg? A lot of comparisons to I, I think Mel Kiper compared his his release to Tom Brady. Do you see anything like that that points that way? Yeah, I've said that for a while. Just you can even watch some of his mannerisms uh, in the pocket. He moves around like Tom, and and when you get to know the get to know him, um, and I've been with him several times, he's he, that was his idol growing up. As I'm sure several of these quarterbacks, Tom Brady was their idol. Um, but he he's that's who he studied uh, for for a long time. So you can kind of see him uh, adopting some of those mannerisms. Now he doesn't have the arm strength that Tom has. That's the the one difference between the two, but the toughness inside the pocket, he's got that, and uh, and release and mannerisms and movement, he's very similar to Tom. Mm-hmm. Would you say, you know, w- with whoever quarterback the Patriots take, a lot more needs to go into that decision than just their par- pure performance on the field? I mean, when you come to New England, there's obviously going to be a lot of media attention on you and things like that. So, would you say that you know the the makeup and the you know off the field stuff is almost just as important as on the field stuff? And you know, if you can handle a big situation like potentially coming to New England and maybe replacing Tom Brady? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's pretty much got to factor in no matter where you're playing. Uh, I, I think the off-the-field stuff is enormous. When you look at guys that haven't hit, um, you look at the miss rate, to me, a lot of it is that these guys have struggled to deal with adversity. And you know, you know that adversity can come in a lot of different ways, just whether or not you're performing on the field, but also with what you're going to get in the media and, and the, in the city or, and, the, and the blowback you're going to get. you got to have thick skin. you got to be able to keep your head up and, and kind of power through that. Now, it's a little bit more of a challenge in a place like Boston or a place like New York. 
Um, but I think nowadays, man, there's so much pressure on these guys that that, that exists in, in all 32 teams. So uh, I think you've got to have a quarterback with thick skin. And one of the most important questions you can ask a kid, and, uh, you know, look, if you get quarterbacks on on the show as you go towards the draft, one of the questions I'd always advise people to ask him is, hey, give me an example uh, of some adversity in your life and how you got through it. And you can learn a lot about those kids. Mm-hmm. Now, what are some things that Patriots fans should look for as sort of clues as to who the Patriots might be eyeing on over the next several weeks? Is it, you know, if they're meeting with them at the combine, is it if they're going to their pro day, what are some of the signals that you can sort of, that you've seen over the years that maybe could, you know, give some insight as if the Patriots are truly, you know, interested in, and not only a quarterback, but any prospect for that matter. Yeah. I mean, look, everybody, they're going to meet with 60 plus players. Uh, formally at the uh, at the combine, then they're going to probably, as every team does, talk to darn near everybody else in informal interviews. So I always crack up when it gets reported. Oh, this team interviewed such and such player. I'm like, yeah, you know, they interview all of them. Uh, so don't don't get carried away with yeah. that. Uh, I think you can look into somewhat uh, who shows up at these pro days. You know, the Patriots are are notorious for doing a lot of private workouts, so those don't often get uh, publicized. But I would say probably the most important piece of information. Uh, would be look and see who they bring in for their 30 visits. You're allowed to bring in 30 players, I believe, uh, to the facility, and those are guys they want to get to know a little bit more. Uh, sometimes it's because of character concerns. Sometimes it's medical concerns. But often it's because there's high interest and they want to get to know the kid a little bit better. So uh, of all the different things you can kind of track, I keep an eye on who makes a who makes a visit to the, to the facility. Mm-hmm. Stepping away from, from quarterbacks a little bit, in your first mock draft, you had the Patriots taking an offensive tackle. I don't know if you've done one since that, but do you do you still stick with that? And and what's the reason? What was the reason behind that? Well, they've got some free agents there at the position, so that that was uh, one of the reasons there. And I think if you're gonna you know, if you're gonna hitch your wagon uh, to a quarterback on the other side of forty who has been marvelous, look, he's he's been great, but still. Um, I, I think investing in, in his protection uh, is probably a wise move going forward considering he just traded the fallback plan. So uh, that's why I had them going with an offensive tackle. Fortunately, I have not had to do another month draft. They're maybe my least favorite uh, yeah. part of this whole gig, but uh, I'll have one. I think I have another one coming right out of the combines when the next one will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see where they go there. But I, I think defensive playmaker is another place I would I would keep an eye on there, especially just getting somebody else that can rush the passer would be would be a much needed addition. That leads me to my next question. That's sort of what I have pegged as their sort of biggest need. What are some guys towards the end of the first round, some you know, athletic outside linebackers, defensive ends that, you know, people should keep an eye on? Yeah, I mean look Sam Hubbard um, is really intriguing for me out of Ohio State, who's got great size. Uh, they rotate so many players there on that D line. So He's got good production. I think he'd have even greater production if they just kind of let him roll. Uh, but he's he's a really, really intriguing player um, who, who would be a great fit there in New England. Kind of, there is some similarities to uh, to Chris Long when he was coming out. I don't. I think Chris was a little bit more dynamic, uh, but that's kind of a guy that I, I put in that vein. Uh, but the one that they got to do their homework on is Arden Key from LSU because he's probably the most gifted edge rusher in the draft when he's right. Uh, but there's just a lot of stuff you have to sort through off the field. He, he was gone for the entire spring, had some issues, came back this year, was too heavy, did not play well this year. Uh, looked like a totally different player, but you know, I think he, talent-wise, you're talking about a top-10 type talent. I think at the end of the day, he probably slides out of the first round, uh, but I could see a team, you know, if they really do their homework and get to know the kid, maybe they could uh, talk themselves into it. Let me give you one name to keep an eye on 
that's kind of a little bit below the radar right now, uh, and that's Contavious Street from NC State, who's, who's 6'2", 285 pounds, and he can play inside, he can play outside. Uh, he's going to go to the combine, and he is going to just put on a show. At 285 pounds, he might run the four sixes. Uh, that's some Aaron Donald type stuff. So he, he's one I think teams will be uh, teams will be perking up and, and paying attention to after we get out of Indianapolis. Mm, awesome. I have one question. You've, you've you know been in the league for a while before doing this. How important is the combine for these players and teams? Like, is this you know the the foundation of potentially being drafted? Because I mean, oftentimes you hear of you know players meeting with teams and you know they never get drafted by the by that team. And then other times you have a guy that never met with the team once and they get drafted. So how important are these you know meetings at, that, that that take place next week? Well, I mean, I was talking to. Um, I was talking to a couple guys in the last week, and they're, everybody's in draft meetings right now. So I was talking to a couple guys with different teams, and uh, we're talking about different players, and and they have guys that they've totally removed from their board. And I said, "What? Uh, what was it? Was it the background? Was it the character? What was it?" He said, "No, was it? We interviewed him. We interviewed him at the uh, we interviewed him at the Senior Bowl, and he's not he's not a fit." He's not our he's not our type of guy, but you know, so we're we're not we're not in that business anymore. I was like, dang, so no matter what he did on the tape and and, and maybe he checks out clean character wise, but just sometimes it can be a personality conflict. You just say, Hey, he's not gonna fit in our room, he's not gonna fit in that position room. Um, he's not really got the DNA that we're looking for for that room, for that side of the ball for our team. So yeah, I mean some teams those interviews are incredibly important. Mm-hmm. What are some of the questions for people that might not have any idea of what these are like? What are some questions that teams ask these players when they get them in the room? Well, you're going to get some background information. You know, you find out, you know, what family background. You're going to find out any it had any trouble, any issues like that. So you kind of get that all taken care of, and then uh, and then you start getting into some football questions. A lot of times, we'll we put on tape of him playing well and asking us what did you see here you're asking you know what what defense are you in what what did they run blah 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 and then and then you're going to show some negative plays and see how they react to that um you know what you're not showing much effort here what's the deal they kind of go on and uh and see if you can get under their skin a little bit so a lot of times you want to see if these guys just have a passion for it you know is it does it get their blood going a little bit or they seem kind of disinterested uh in, in the whole process so uh, there's a lot of different ways you can go. Sometimes if a kid has some character background, you might spend the entire 15 minutes just digging into issues they've had in their past. Other times you get a guy that's clean, you go right into the football, you can put him up on the board, you get the position coach in there, and you're off and running just pure football. So uh, it, it kind of depends on the kid. Mm. Hey, Daniel, thanks a lot for taking the time. Uh, everyone can follow you on Twitter at, at MoveTheSticks and, and follow all your work at NFL.com. Thanks a lot for taking the time, and we'll catch up with you down the road. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you very much. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.